0: <laughs> 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 Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs>
1: Alright everybody,
2: welcome to One Fucking Hour. I am Evan Husney, uh, joined of course to my left by Tom Fitzgerald. Tom.
3: Hi all, happy uh, Halloween weekend.
2: And to my right, Marcus Herring. Marcus, say hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) All right. and before we get down to uh, this fucking hour, I just wanted to uh, say thanks to everybody who checked out our first four fucking hours. uh, Whether that was on YouTube, or if you caught us on Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe if you can, but thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, All right, now let's get down to it. So, this fucking hour is going to be on the 1988 film. I guess we're calling this the Just Say No cautionary tale, The Boost, starring uh, James Woods and Sean Young. So, all right, I'm going to start that clock, boys. Oh, no. (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, and just to kick this off, Tom, I remember probably about 10 years ago. You and I were Mm. trudging through the snow in Sundance, walking around, kind of passing recommendations to each other, 70s and 80s gems. Like, you got to check this out. And you were just so high on the boost, man. I remember you were just like doing the hang loose, the boost, you know? So I. It's also (laughs) fun to stay the title, you (laughs) know? But it wasn't just that. Boost. (laughs) But I just. Let's get it out of our system. Okay. (laughs) But I just wanted to ask, like, you know, because it's something that you are pretty passionate about at the time. I remember I checked it out, loved it. So I I want to kick it off to you. What? Explain your passion, your exuberance off the top uh, for the boost. And then once we do that, I think we should go around and just, you know, because we've all seen this movie before in preparation for this. Mm. Let's talk about the, like, one scene. That when we saw it again, we we're like, "Oh shit, yeah, that's right." That scene, <laughs> you know. So, right first, <laughs> kick it off, Tom.
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's. I'd say it's like a five tiered thing about the boost. Um, it's a good film. It's also kind of a trashy film, mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's got some camp in it, but it also has James Woods in it. And I'm a huge fan of any 80s or whatever James Wood's classic performance. So I'm just in automatically. And that's like like 50% of it at least is like just the enjoyment of watching a James Woods lead role. And uh, also it's just about cocaine. It's very <laughs> on the nose. It's the 80s. It has to be that drug. It can't just be like it wouldn't be the same if it was heroin or something. You know, it's no. um, it's of its time, it's a time capsule and th- that's um not just uh as seen in the drug the drug use but also what i've always enjoyed is what the good life looks like in the boost what 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 what, what like being on top of the world a king a king fuck of shit mountain or whatever that phrase is of uh like what the good life is in 1988 always amused me so i'm, I'm enjoying it as a film i'm having some camp fun i'm i'm really living in a super 80s film and it's James Woods. And and if one of those things wasn't there, I'd be like, eh, who cares? Like, if James Woods wasn't there and if it was, like, James Brolin or something, I'd be like, no thanks, you know? <laughs> and he's an older actor because a lot of times young people would play cokeheads. You know what I mean? And we're just talking about less than zero. You know, it's like a 20-year-old guy, and it's like, eh, they fuck up a lot in all kinds of ways. This is like a you know an older guy, like in his 30s or something. So And it's James Woods. So that's that's really it.
2: So, okay, Marcus. Maybe I'll kick it off to you. So, I, I assume you, you you've seen this movie before we prepped for it, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. I had seen it before. It's been ages, though. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of things kind of uh, I'd forgotten a lot. I just remembered it being a rollicking good time. I'm pretty sure I saw it in an audience because I'm just remembering like what the experience is of just like giggling and watching this movie because like, <laughs> in the first like out of the first hour or so, I think I'm giggling, like, every couple minutes, you know, there's just, there's a camp factor to it, like Tom said, that's, like, just so, like, oh, let's cut this electricity, like, and it it starts, like, right off the bat that way, like, uh, I hadn't seen it, like I said, I hadn't seen it for a while, so the beginning was kind of a surprise to me, like, how it all unfolded, I forgot all about it, like, you know, he, uh, right off the bat, he, he, like, corners some guy at an elevator and invites him to lunch, you know, and there's this sort of, like, uh, implausibility thing that kicks in right away, like, there's, like, the people in the movie aren't quite behaving like how people act in real life. And so uh, <laughs> it's a little implausible. He's like, hey, hey, buddy, uh, I, I, can I tell you something? And the guy's like, uh, no, I, I don't need that. And I'm the wrong guy. And he's like, oh, let me take you to lunch. And the guy's like, okay, I'll go to lunch with you. And then, he, at, then they're having lunch. And he's like, hey, want to come over to my house for dinner? I know. the guy, Instead of being like, well, you know, I just had lunch with you, so I'm, I'm good for today. He's like, yeah. no, sure, I'll go to your house for dinner. So there's yeah. a lot of kind of like insane uh campiness and like james woods is like he's already kind of feels boosted like right off the bat because he's such yeah. an energetic actor anyway mm-hmm. like Man, uh, yeah. i think leonard malton pointed out that there's like not there wasn't much of a difference between before and after you weren't feeling right. it right but there's um, no
3: jekyll and hyde element yeah to his <laughs> right persona, right you know
4: right so he's like he's kind of like uh he, he's so boosted right off the bat like the way that he's interacting with um the guy, like, when Sean Young enters the, the picture and they're sort of, like, uh, communicating with the guy at the very beginning, I was still thinking that they were conning him or something. Like, I thought that movie was going to begin yeah. with the con because the way that they're interacting with each other, she's like, honey, but you could, this, you know, this that sale you were going to do to Ned was going to really change everything right. for us. He's like, not now, honey, we shouldn't talk about that. Right, right. The dialogue read like a script that a con artist like, used. Uh,
3: like Glenn Geary, Glenn Ross more like
4: right right and then all of a sudden the guy the the con doesn't develop and they're just kind of disappointed and go back to their normal lives and i'm like oh like that was just this earnest that was in earnest this movie is being earnest Mm -hmm. and i'm like the most cynical guy in the whole world watching it going like oh they're totally conning this guy so uh that camp factor is just like uh there's just something about the way people behave that's not the same as like how people act in real life and it makes it just so uh fun to watch this movie
2: Yeah, Tom. Was there a scene like that? You, I know you've seen the movie quite a bit. Was there a scene that we were like, "Oh shit, I totally forgot about that." Oh right, (laughs) when you watch. Well,
3: well, yeah. I mean, there, there is. Well, in one way, yes. Some of the, um, the shock value stuff. I completely forgot about him smoking up with, um, with some old lady, like (sighs) freebasing with one of those really scary hard drug, um, You Still
4: my favorite scene, man. (laughs) (laughs) Butane. Yeah, yeah,
2: I know. We'll We'll show it.
3: Hallelujah. No, but real quick, actually, um, it was more what I hadn't recalled and didn't really resonate with me those times that I had watched in the past. And it was the whole uh, sub narrative going on. And I'd like to talk about this a little bit uh, with um, his boss, the guy who takes him under his wing, his mentor. I think it was Max. I actually forgot his name, unfortunately, but he's a great actor. You know, it's it's in the first act um, that this guy takes uh, James Wood's character under his wing. And gives him a break because he sees his talent but he also has sort of a father-son thing like you're like a son to me and he gives james woods character a, a lot of breaks and a lot of help but the scene that gets me is uh when james woods is being a total doucher and goes like hey i took 20 20 grand Head of the till you know for you know his boss's job He's like, he won't even see it and there's i got a personal check in a safety deposit box it's all good and then there's a smash cut to this really nice guy who helped him out this whole time he's he's angry with james woods and screaming at him how dare you um lie how, how dare you be a thief and a liar to me and i've only been good to you but then imme- immediately guys he he's almost weeping and he just hugs James Woods mm. and they're both having an incredibly emotional scene and that surprised me. I didn't, i really, that's not what I had retained from the boost. You know what I mean? That kind <laughs> of that heavy emotionality between right. those two. And I really like that actor who plays his, his mentor boss, but also just generally the emotionality and it's this side of James Woods. You don't often see, um, he's not like a, a hundred percent, a cool guy, and he's, or, or a menacing creep. He's actually, and this is the whole, this is the whole character. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly insecure.
2: Oh yeah. yeah.
3: He, he's very fragile and right. uh, losing his wife specifically because he kind of like, you know, married out of his league in his mind. You know what I mean? So right. um, he actually was reminding me a little bit of um, Hoffman in straight time when we were talking last week right. because he keeps buying material goods because he thinks his, his wife, who he cherishes um, wants that, but she just wants him to be, to love him. her. To be. Yeah, she just him.
2: wants him basically in the, yeah. in their life. the
3: same
4: That's, thing. So anyway, I was that,
3: surprised by the emotionality. That's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah, there is that, that part of it's really interesting that he's got this like working class background, you know, and he's, he's I'm a high school he cared, graduate. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, there's a, there's like two or three times in the movie that he erupts like at someone because mm-hmm. he's not like of the elite. He didn't go to an elite school. You know, um, he's got this even though he's got this wife that su- supports him, you know, he uh, and no matter what, you know, he's uh he, he's he got this inner voice that tells him that he's not good enough. You know, and I think that's one of the things about uh, this movie like, you know, and that really did ring true with addiction is like the motivations and the things that drove him to be an addict. I thought like actually do ring true. And it's interesting that and James Woods like played Bill W too so he he had some sort of uh you know the founder of alcoholics anonymous like in right. a TV movie right so he's got some sort of understanding he's been around the block with addicts and stuff so i thought that was kind really of interesting well, well, that they did he's as far from as hollywood as the movie can right? get they – uh right right but uh, I thought this the, the inner motivation that drove him that he always feels like like you said that insecurity, he feels less than and no matter even if he's like successful, he's like got this inner voice telling him that he's not good enough and that his wife's going to leave him, you know.
3: Right. He's well, incredibly I, insecure.
2: Well, I, I think uh, I think that's a good segue into talking about the fact that this story is based upon uh, the book Ludes by Ben Stein. Yes. As in Ludes. Yeah, and, and as in Ben Stein's money. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Yes. But, <laughs> let, let, let's repeat
3: that. The guy who was Ben Stein of the show Ben Stein's money, he wrote a book about Bueller. hard drug use. Yeah, and he's sent
2: Right, and he's, 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 he
3: wrote a book about Ludes. Very surprising. And in knowing the film, uh, he is the guy that Woods meets in the beginning and is seen at the very end sort of interviewing him, the, the newspaper writer. That's that's meant to be um, Ben Stein,
2: right? And this and um, right, right, right. And 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 the one thing that I heard is that they took a lot from the book. I mean, obviously they changed it from quaaludes into cocaine to make it more relevant yeah. for the time period. But could you imagine then back Qua- into quaaludes? <laughs> I know, but right. like but Qua- you know what? <laughs> but but funny enough, there is a
3: quaaludes interlude. They get hooked on quaaludes for a little while.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
4: They change it to Coke, and then back to Quaaludes like halfway through, and then back to Coke. Yeah, but,
3: yeah, we got to stop doing these downers. To quote yeah. to the <laughs> Shania. but
2: Sorry. but uh, but the the one thing about that is, I think they took a lot from the book in terms of the real story, and 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 I heard even dialogue and a lot of things were you know poured it over into this new cocaine version of the of um uh, uh for the script. But I also read somewhere that James Woods had said that his character you know was really based the The guy that his character was based on in in Ben Stein's book, um, he became mm-hmm. a substance abuse counselor after the fact. But the Sean Young character actually relapsed and was killed during a drug deal. Oh my gosh! Yes. So, Sean yes. Young character because yeah, wow, yeah. So this is based it's so on true story for
4: them to like get yeah. cleaned up and go into the to the biz, yeah. you know? Right,
2: yeah. and that's a good and that's uh, just a quick uh, if I. If I may, that kind of parlays into uh, what my scene that I forgot when I sat back and watched this again was the fucking horror movie scene in the in the in the film where they're <laughs> really bottoming out. It's one of the times that they bottom out. There's a couple of them, but um, right. you know, James Woods is going to make a score somewhere, and she's waiting presumably in the car. We're kind of disoriented. We don't really know w- yeah. what's happening, and then all of a sudden, it kind of catches you by surprise because all of a sudden, there's this really scary. Underexposed, um, like steady cam shot that's that's following her through someone's house out the back into a shed. Actually, do you mind if I pull it up really quick? Yeah, it literally yeah, it's becomes kind of a uh, Freddy, Freddy Kruegerish. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It
4: literally becomes "Don't go in the house" for like three minutes. <laughs> it reminded
2: yeah. me of a Elm Street movie. Look, at, it early. looks like an Elm. Looks like the front door to the yeah early Elm Street. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so then you're just kind of like, wait, what movie are we in now? I, you know, like, it is totally. so
4: disorienting. Yeah, it just kind of smash cuts to this,
2: <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere. And then you're like, wait a minute. So, like, yeah, 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 great shot, though. And then, um, it is, yeah, it they're, they're cheating
4: a little bit because it's so quiet, you
2: know, yeah. And then it's just like, Lenny, shot cut. <laughs> dude shot in the eye like shot in the face where are we
1: <laughs> you know? I know yeah. who, no no
2: I got a better question who are these
3: guys yeah. right. like I love these guys these are my favorite why are they all characters. crouching
4: in the dark you know? yeah. <laughs> like, okay. can,
3: I, can I add that there's some really good filmmaking here it's quickly followed up by from what I understand about addiction um, a bottoming out moment but it's and they and they, you know he's saying right now after witnessing the, the, the dead body it's like this is it never doing this again we got to get out of this. This is, too, you know, this could be us on the ground with a bullet in our eye, and you know, he makes these huge proclamations. She's not so sure, you know. She says something like, "Is this real this time?" But from what I understand, talking about addiction again, and how they kind of nail some of the realness and the nuance is, um, this is a classic pattern because it's only temporary, uh, as, as we see in the film. That um, that shocks them into getting clean and bottoming out, witnessing the dead body. But something happens, and then one, two, three, and they're back. But you it, know?
2: It, it, and I, I, think it is part of what makes this movie so fun to watch. Is you'll have a scene like that. So movie so unpredictable to kind of where it's gonna go. You'll see a scene like that, then it'll just cut to James Woods like, "I just the deals," and then we just gotta go and then just right, the deals. Right. I love that. you know, and it's just That's like the guys, in. yeah, I know the guy being yeah, right. shot in the face, and then like deals, we gotta yeah. make deals. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't
3: get me. You want to talk about deals? Can you add an hour to the clock? No, there's moments. uh, I want to, God, sorry. It's just, this is what, this is what kills me about the boost. This is when I said I love this film is when he does the scheming and it's later when he's figuring out that weird thing about like making Arab millionaires palatable in the American culture as they're buying everything out. And there's this scene where, you know, it's the classic hasn't slept in days face, bags under the eyes and he's got weird things on the wall, you know, and he's got like lots of books open and like you know what I mean? Like it's just been yeah, like yeah. 18 days where he's like doing and legal pads research. Yeah, yeah lots yeah. of research. So I love any of that stuff, you know, um and he's born to do uh, uh be up for 5 days doing research. So that's some of my cheap thrill fun. Um, you know, and uh, but as someone pointed out, maybe I heard it on the commentary actually for the film. It's uh, he has good ideas, and that one about making Saudi Arabian uh, investors you know uh, palatable through this kind of backdoor scheming um, was not actually a bad idea. I mean he's he's you know you know what it all seems trite, and I think that is part of the charm of the film because it's very on the nose. But he is his own worst enemy, right. and that and and I don't know we're jumping around, of course, Evan, you know, but he. The end of the film, basically, or the final uh, a breakdown is he has this huge blow up and this freak out in the restaurant. And um, it really says everything, you know, it's kind of a, a, a pivotal moment. Um, and it's and he has a total breakdown and he's ranting and raving. And he has what you were talking about, Marcus, um, a little guy resentment, you know, like maybe I didn't go to Yale. Maybe I'm not a lawyer. Maybe I'm just scrape scraping by in the skin of my teeth and like smooth talking my way through success but he blows up about that and he also screws up the deal because and guys let's not forget that he's very petty and he believes like a lot of poor people do cares too much about the the totems of success and it really starts this horrible restaurant scene because this is not my usual table and you know his (laughs) guests who he's his guests who he's trying we'll, we'll watch it the guests who he's trying to charm could not care less that the table is the classic where, where do you think the, the bad table is in the restaurant right right next to the right kitchen the to the, to the ki- yeah exactly yeah. so you know so he so he sabotages himself completely you know because he, he, has, he has a lot of hang-ups let's just put it that way and it's not really about drugs it's about um self-esteem
4: yeah i and, mean that's what's interesting you know, like it doesn't even start with a, i mean like the problems that he has in life like aren't even kicked off Yeah, high drug use. Like he doesn't even get into drugs until like after all the bad shits happened to him. Really, you know. Like, um, yeah, it's funny. Like I was thinking about the thing that causes him the most trouble in life. Like you said, he's got this. uh, He's got all the all these breaks start happening for him, and they really lay it on thick with like the dream life happening. He's got the perfect boss, you know. They're even shooting James Woods through like a soft focus filter, so it actually feels like a dream, you know. And he's going to L.A., and they're like uh you know the 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 boss leaves a message on the car phone answering machine that he sent for them Uh, he sends them a nice car and a a car phone answering machine message that says like you know go back i've got you a a a, a great apartment kick back well tomorrow will work but tonight go for a swim and they're like a swim yeah
3: yeah, exactly (laughs) and then it's very uh, dreamy and then it's very very dreamy dreamy. with them uh you know in in their their pool with the um la skyline in in the background
4: you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah. And then like, so all, all these great things start happening for him. they're really on a really thick, like the perfect life. And the thing right. that causes them to, I was waiting, I was watching it again this time, I was waiting for him to like, get into drugs and start like making mistakes and fucking up and stuff. But like, the thing that causes it that like causes all his problems is like, uh, government regulations basically. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. It's so funny that Ben Stein wrote the book and you know, he's a Republican and like uh, yeah. James Woods, yeah. you know, you know, and, uh, but then, so the guy's like problems is like that the government steps in and closes the tax loopholes that well, they've been abusing. Deals. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's been doing kind of like some sleazy kind of uh, real estate deals. So the government regulators step in and and close some tax loophole and it sinks his whole business. And that's what yeah. starts the downward spiral. So I thought that but was as interesting his mentor because usually yeah. in a movie, a, the drugs would be what pulls you down. But this no, is that's like an external point. force, you know.
3: That the drugs become a component of this good life. And it's fun at first. Then, it's, then it starts, um, you know, like chipping away at him during the good life. But see, it, again, there's the thread. He, he needs cocaine after he loses everything, after the business that he has with his mentor uh mm-hmm. does have to more or less fold for the time being um and they have to you know pick up their bootstraps and and, and and do another kind of uh business endeavor but he has low self-esteem and I guess one of the things specific to cocaine is um you know like an ego booster and uh I'm you know I'm the king of the fucking world and he really needed that because he wasn't feeling that way and and right. it was the key for him it's something he avoided his it- whole life um, but it's it amplified his neurosis that was already there, totally. you know. And the
4: word "boost" even is more associated with like boost your self esteem, boost your yeah, enthusiasm. Point. It's more associated with that than it is cocaine, even you know.
3: Yeah, no, truly. <laughs> yeah, not like high. It's a boost, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess there's another couple of clips. I mean, Evan, we kind of blasted through a couple of things, but should um, we
2: uh, should we uh, should we talk about watch one of these? <clears throat> Sorry. I- I think we should look at their first, uh, their first lines, uh, as as we say, right. Want to do like, both? Yeah, let's start with Lenny's because he comes first. So Lenny's James Wood characters. Okay, here's his first right. taste. Here's his first boost, y'all. Is,
3: yeah, and this is like the, the the night of the day where he um, the business goes crashing down. Talk to me, Lenny. I'm your pal. Uh, here's one of his nope. quote the, unquote uh, friends. <laughs>
4: He's the perennial of that guy. You know, uh, he's the janitor in the breakfast club. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, right, yeah. He's perfect, perfect for this movie. He's perfect he, for this movie. He's in a movie. bunch of movies. Um. Yeah, he's so perfect. He's in a bunch you of know like, movies. You what he reminds me of? As just like of a, that guy.
3: Like a, a, a you know, like a, a middle in stand-up comedy. You guys know what that means? Yeah, Like they never totally. never headline. Yeah, he's very middle in 1989. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mid. You know. He's mid. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's a, Yeah. He's in the middle. You can't see him opening for like uh you know, Sam Kinison. What's up <laughs> with this guy's dr- drugs?
4: Haven't like destroyed this guy's life, you know. But he's like, he's already kind of rich, rich, and part of the yeah. He's elite. rich. Like he's, James Woods is like, he's jumping well, up classes. He's sort of nouveau riche. and right. it's like, no, this oh, guy, working class guy, can't handle it. You know, this guy success. doesn't
3: have. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, this guy doesn't have the neurosis that James Woods' character has. He's like, right. hey, I should be here. I am here. I I have a nest egg, and you know. You know uh, mexico or something of money so that i'll never i'll never come crashing down because the other thing is let's let's actually get into this too for you know for for whatever it's worth is that um james woods didn't just lose his enterprise with the government regulation he was as and i'm quoting him several hundred thousand dollars in debt and the term here is leverage so it's not like yeah he's not like oh man exactly it's like oh boy I gotta take a haircut and you know maybe like do some work where I have a salary and I'm not doing great he's actually way in the red as Donald Trump once told Ivanka when she was a little girl and they walked down New York City streets he said hey that homeless guy right there he's richer than I am because he's not in debt you know,
4: yeah, and he's right, you know, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> it's funny so, this the, there's just a bit of a commentary there with James Woods, like, because as soon as he gets money, he just starts spending it like out of control. Like, there's no indication that his wife wants an airplane, you know, but he's no, just, she doesn't like, want any. Really he it. just all, starts spending money like, crazy. no, no, guys, yeah.
3: he doesn't want an airplane, he doesn't care, <laughs> right. it's, it, it's status.
4: I think that's part of the class commentary. That's like maybe not intentionally put into it, but it's it's baked into it maybe by accident a little bit too. Is just that this working class guy is not good with his money. You know, he's like spending money like crazy. He couldn't handle guys, it. Guys, you know, he's nuts. Of...
3: He's got he's got a, he's got a, a tons of neurosis. You know, I, and he's those weird people where you know people. You know, sometimes comedians are really great because they have an incredible neurosis and they have to figure out a way to you know, be socialized or unattractive people have to figure something out to socialize, to get you know, the opposite sex interested in stuff like that. So he had something that worked for him that is rooted in his neurosis. Hey, Jive talking stats, st- ass talking, I'm charming. Hey hey, 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 you know, cause he's, he puts on a mask of confidence, which is the opposite of his slow self esteem. You know what I mean? Right. So he is successful because he's picked up these traits based on his neurosis. Which are to be a slick-talking charmer,
2: and guys know, it's very like common. That. Yeah, and 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 guys like that too. I think is really well done in this movie. Is like people who do have that quality, that like external manic. You know, hey, yeah, bozap, zap You know, when when it gets dark for them, it gets way dark behind closed yes, doors. Yes, and that, exactly, and and that is captured so well in this in this uh, clip. I'm still laughing Ooh. about. Ooh, what are you gonna play? Well, no, I'm still, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm still get... laughing about Sorry. him being a, a opener for Sam Kinison. But I wanted to just okay. say, I wanted to just say <laughs> real know. quick. No, he totally does. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to say that that scene that we just watched, where where Lenny, you know, James Woods first does blow, they, it's kind of cool in, in a way that the filmmaking. It, we don't see him do it. We just see like him the moment before he cracks and then does it. And then it's kind of like Sean Young isn't really hip to what he just did. And we kind of see the whole thing kind of through her eyes, which I think is kind of cool. Right, because um, what
3: happens is it's a, it's a jump cut from, hmm, maybe I will do a little coke, cuts to him running out to her sitting on the couch at this party, which is like, where it's happening. And he's... Yeah, and he's guess what? Like, mile a minute. It looks like Hey, you know what? You know what? Okay, I'm gonna buy property, and then I'm gonna do this and that. We've, you know, that's a very Hollywood thing. Actually, can you indulge me, Evan, real quick? We have her first cocaine yeah. line. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And
3: if we can actually, guys, can we listen? Because yeah. this is actually a moment of Lenny, you know, James Woods' character being a salesman, and here he's selling cocaine to his wife. So if we can hear the volume on this, it'd sure. be good. It's short.
1: Lenny, is that what I think
0: it is? Don't turn the little old lady on me, okay? It's Joel's, I needed a boost. You saw me before the party, right? I wanted him to be dead. Now I got my old energy and confidence back. I got plans to get us out of this mess. But
1: cocaine, we never needed that before. Hey,
0: come on, you know what it's like? It's like good champagne, that's all.
1: What's it do to you? It just kind
0: of bumps up your natural energy level. Look, <clears throat> like that, see?
1: It's Rochelle. All it does for See? her
0: is turn her into a real bitch. It's Rochelle. She started as a real bitch. Here, you sniff this up. You don't like it? Throw the rest in the pool.
2: Such a salesman. He's, in the, oh, he's a salesman.
4: Cocaine and swimming pools in Los Angeles go together really well. Yeah. There
2: it is.
3: So there you go. I mean, that's uh, that's Lanny and his natural environment. And why you know, is LA
4: like such a cocaine? I mean, I know it's like the. Yeah, but I know it's like uh, actors, movie business, Hollywood, Hollywood. that kind of thing. But then like, uh, you know, New York's like very heroin kind of movie. And then like L.A. is such a cocaine. All the cocaine movies are very L.A. I mean, they do coke in New York, too, right? businessmen do. uh, Well,
3: Studio 54 and all that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so.
3: Yeah. I mean, that was no, that was an insane amount of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like pounds and mounds.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I guess I'm just thinking this movie and less than zero. Right, the Um, movies. There's other drug movies, I guess,
2: but yeah. It's not mutually (laughs) exclusive. Uh, uh, New Jack um, City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, But so, so. uh, but like James Woods, man, just even that scene, man. I know. He's such a, a singular force in all of movies, you know? Like he really is that type of person where no matter what he's in, especially in the pocket there with those eighties and nineties, even made for TV stuff. Like he just sings on screen. He reaches to the screen. He commands yeah. your attention. He's so entertaining. Yeah. And yeah, he's just kind of a wonderful. Well, you know what? Force. How about this?
3: It never feels like he's reciting dialogue. It no. feels so organic. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some improv in his career, but like, um, you know, it's probably all scripted out, but it's it just flows. he's a natural actor. And, um, and, and you want to watch him, you know, that's one of those classic things like, mm-hmm. uh, I guess what they say about movie stars, although he's a quirky movie star, you okay. want to watch him, you know, you want it like, yeah. what is he going to do now? And if I might just right. point out another real thing to sort of thread what I was saying before, what, what kind of surprised me about yeah. the most recent yeah. viewing is just, um, he's very vulnerable in this film. Mm. You know, um, he's not uh, a maniac, and he's not a macho guy, and he's not uh, a cocksmith or anything like that. He's actually um, <laughs> very beholden to his wife. You know, and he gets violent, but it's all through frustration, and you know, kind of self hatred and psychotic and
2: breakdown out. too. Psychotic, yeah.
3: yeah, and psychotic resentment. You know, not just fueled by cocaine, but you know, um, right. But, but anyway, he's um, he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a person on unsure footing. Whereas most James Woods characters are on pretty sure footing, even if they're sleazeballs, right. you know, like Lester Diamond in Casino. Right. You know, Lester Diamond's very grounded. He's right. He knows who he is. You know what I mean? Um, but this guy is is he's it's a very shaky character for him, and I find it fascinating. You know, I I don't think there's many, uh, you know, like uh, where he's not so self assured. But anyway, he's so fun. Uh, I miss yeah, him. Yeah. Let me just put it that way, guys. Yeah. Uh, I miss old James Woods. You know, mm-hmm. that's
4: all I'll say he about died, that. Right? He died, right? He died. No, no, far. it's just...
3: Uh...
4: I'm kidding. Um, you know, I think he is so great in this movie. And I think what I was... You know, Evan made the joke about uh, the TV movie. You know, that there is a quality of it that feels like... When I was watching it, I had to look it up. I'm like, wait, this wasn't a made-for-TV movie? And I think one of the, one of the things I was speculating... Like, well, James Woods is so good in it. And it, it, it makes it rise above that. And when I was looking it up, I was what I was spe- uh, realizing was that it is an independent film.
1: It like, is, and, yeah.
4: and he made it with uh, Harold, who he claims is like one of his best friends. And yep. then uh, Harold Becker put him in the first movie ever, uh, The Onion Fields. Mm-hmm. And they made a second movie together. And so I think that what I was speculating in my head, I don't know that, I was thinking that part of the reason that James Woods is so good in, in it, even though it's sort of a low budge movie, is uh you know he had a lot of fun working on he's working with his friends you know and you're making a creative project and i think that's part of why we're seeing um like you're saying the emotional highs and lows and like why his performance just really sings over the top of this otherwise kind of campy movie you know he just it was a movie he made with friends for fun and an independent movie not just like a uh, I'm getting paid to make this trash yeah, movie. You it wasn't like probably didn't make any money universe. off of this movie. You know? Yeah, and it's a very <laughs> low
3: budget. Well, But also, yeah. I think, um, again, I had an insight from hearing the commentary. Uh, he cared about this character, and he found a lot of nuance in the character. So the guy's not 100% a villain, and he's not 100% a victim. You know what I mean? Um, he's just a deeply flawed, very real, three-dimensional person uh, that I guess he got out of the pages of the book and the script. Um, and he, he, uh, he dug, he really dug into this character and he did a great job. I mean, he cared about, like, he might not always, like, I don't know if he cared that much about his character in Videodrome, just for an example, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, that would surprise me, but in the boost, he really did care. Like he, he got it. He got the up and down head and, you know, he, you know, head to toe of one flawed human being.
2: And there's a and heaviness we to get. it. Like there's kind because of a very, there's a, there's a very timely, heaviness to it too because it's like that's true yeah it's it's, there's like an epidemic going on and he kind of can yeah yeah Yeah. it's topical and he can kind of relate to the or you know he he, i i I gathered from his commentary that he felt that there was a lot of almost like responsibility in this kind of role it was challenging like all all those times where he has to be have like those full emotional breakdowns or the scene when he has to od which i think i'd like to show
3: (laughs) oh boy
4: there was a lot of just say no dare at this time was big, and then like, uh, yeah. and like you said, he just he played Bill W. on a made-for-TV movie about AA mm-hmm. like the very next year. So right. yeah, I think he probably had his heart in it for a I love the more. One.
3: Right before the, OD. I love what he says right before the OD. I don't know if we can hear it. I'll turn it. It looks fun. Wait, wait, wait! Listen. right before the OD. listen.
0: Come in, get it.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I love that. Oh, he's yeah, like set I mean, up for
4: a night of like he's got his shoes off, he's sitting cross legged yeah. on the floor. Uh, it's yeah. like he's about to dig into like a you know, a pizza or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know,
2: peeing himself is pretty bad.
4: What, uh, yeah, does is is he ODing or like he did some uh, like there's something mixed in there?
2: <laughs> no, he says we'll
4: it, you know,
3: because right here when he's leaving the hospital, it's like. I, I I should have just only used something like this. Like I should have used only my shit. Like I shouldn't use that fucking street shit.
4: Yeah, it's he, he like copped something off the street. Like super
3: stepped on, you know, as they say, right, Evan? Yeah. yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, I know. Yes.
4: Stepped step, stepped on. <laughs> so what's <laughs> happening to him, Evan? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, it's but,
2: uh, yeah. strychnine, <laughs> formaldehyde.
1: Yeah, baby laxative.
3: Probably, I mean, it, it like happens baby, all the time. Baby laxative, oh,
2: baby laxative is the thing. It happens and, all the time uh, today. I mean, fe- I mean, fentanyl. Fentanyl is a big deal right now. I mean, it happens God, right. now, right? Yeah. It yeah. Ever? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but uh, would give you like a brain
4: aneurysm though, right? It just put you to sleep forever. <laughs> and, yeah.
2: Exactly. And, well, I was just gonna say also, like, he, again, talk about moments you forgot, and I know you 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 touched on it when at the top of the show here about uh, free basin with grandma.
3: Yes. <laughs> By the way, she, she's from... my um,
4: favorite scene, yeah.
3: She's she's from some old TV show, like Bonanza. Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Oh, wow.
4: Right. <laughs> so, so she that, is that character. She's like an old Hollywood actress amazing. that's like... This kind of reminds you
3: know? me of like uh, <laughs> yeah. Mulholland
2: Drive kind of. Totally. Just, uh,
4: me too. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah.
2: There's a lot I mean, of Mulholland ex- Drive in this movie. Yeah,
4: yeah. there's another...
2: Like, yeah, the, thematically, thematically, there's a lot of connections there. I,
3: I got you. Can yeah. we get into I, we don't have a video clip for it, but just I want this is a very one fucking hour kind of observation, but sure. I really cherish the the interlude in Santa Cruz where he's selling surfboards, Oh, me
2: too. did not see
3: that coming. I did not see him like going like, check this out, the fiberglass, it's the lightest board you can find. And I'm like, wait, what happened? Did someone change reels? You know, it's, it's so great to see James Woods selling surfboards, uh, at a beach town. I just love that because you know what it is actually to me, that is idyllic, you know, like, uh, that looks like a good life. And he really double decker blew it because, you know, uh, you know, it's the place where they would have a, the baby and everything like that. It's actually not unlike a person I know that lives at the beach and uh,
2: you know has a wife. <laughs> and a kid.
3: Anyway, so I was uh, thinking no, but, that too.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that he had this sort of like an inspirational moment with the kid on the beach who's like exactly. He's like, tw- he's like twenty. He's like, yeah. how did you get so smart when you're so young? And the kid so just young. like smoking a doobie on the beach, be like, I know. I just want to like. Ride the waves, and you know, I know I love like, that guy. And the guy's by like, the he's way, like, "Oh, you've got life figured out." And the the, the great detail I love is the guy's like, "Here, man, I'm leaving town. I want you to have my surfboard." Yeah, he's like, right.
3: thanks. Super light, like, like, the dude,
4: motherfucker works at a surfboard. Shop. By
3: the way, but, it's but, like, but have, I'm assuming
4: have surf, got more I, I know. know to
3: do Maybe with. it's the best board in town or something. <laughs> I'm assuming, by the way, that guy's a pro. You know what I mean? Cause he's, it he looks like he's not an actor, you know? No, but I love that guy. And it feels like he almost jumped out of not just a different movie, but like, uh, I guess kind of like almost like the two thousands or the modern era. He, he feels so unlike the guy who's the, the, the opening for uh, Sam Kennison and all these other <laughs> uh, boo that we see in the film. He's just, he, he seems like a really righteous guy and that is extra tragic. And this is another thread that happens a lot with these movies we're picking, but there's tragedy and you were referencing this before Evan, there's tragedy, but then there's tragedy in a larger context. you know what I mean like when you're saying like like when these kinds of people fall, they fall hundred percent darker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and like, what I'm saying is you know he he tasted something better and he really got something out of that little conversation they had at the beach. So when he fucks up again, when they fuck up again, it's it's even more tragic because they because you know it's like they grabbed the fruit off the tree, and it slipped away. You know, well, so I love that whole interlude in the film. Well, That's I was just awesome. gonna say
2: <clears throat> that the whole, the, yeah the talk the, the, the whole the whole surfboard interlude um, is is interesting too for for Sean Young's character as well because yeah this is a, a big turn for her character too because now she has the malaise of you know missing the party lifestyle. Bingo. Yeah, yes. So 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 now it's 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 making the film more dynamic because now she's like missing it, even though she's like eight months pregnant. She's like missing, you know, she's the bored life to they hanging have. out with
4: the townies. Yeah. Right? She says it explicitly.
2: Town- like I miss dot 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 more
3: interesting people. And by the way, I know I this love is the your townies.
2: favorite. I love the yeah, townies. Yeah, I
3: know. I didn't know how to describe them, but yes, the <laughs> townies. They're having lunch at McDonald's with her coworkers, <laughs> and um. You no, know, these are these are plain-looking people, salt of the earth people, and uh, they're having very inane conversations. And you're right, Sean Young uh, is seeing another, yet it, she's 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 experiencing all these different things. She did New York City, and that was pretty cool for her. She tried the L.A. glitz thing, that was hell, and now she's doing surfboard McGillicuddy life, and uh, that isn't working for her. And so she's dissatisfied. And guess what? The two sleaze balls. You know the the, the the stand-up comic guy and his and his weird girlfriend. Um, of course, they come by to tempt her with a little bit of pizzazz, which is in the face of the uh, the townies who are talking about um, slurpees. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That whole part.
3: But then that's the pivot. Yeah, because she 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 willingly does blow eight months pregnant. You know. So mm-hmm. there's something wrong with her. It's yeah. not James Woods based anymore. She's right. going through some shit. Right.
4: Something's weird happens there too. we oh. uh, we we'll get to talk dogs for a second. Well, first of all, hot dogs. Like that's the other connection to Mahland Drive is they go to Pinks. Sorry. Pinks. remember that. Do. But um uh, so Pinks is in both movies. But um they uh so yeah, the reason that she is doing cocaine with his friends by himself when they're out in Santa Cruz is because there's this weird side plot where he goes to Laura Palmer's mom's house with a with an injured dog. Right. Gra- Grace sort of Sabrisky. Stalled. He's like sort of stalling there with at Grace Sabrisky's house. Well, we know uh, why, right? Uh, we know why. Because he doesn't want to go home, right? He doesn't want to be
3: tempted by these guys who obviously have coke on them.
4: Right, right. Hiding out,
3: which is a very... So is that, the, uh, uh, yeah, go is ahead. A, is that not uh, uh, like kind of... I've maybe even experienced this in my life. I've seen this. Like people um, irrationally avoiding oh, things. Yeah. You know, like kind of like, like like working, like going the long way around or something like that, more or less. To <laughs> And I'm like, why are they acting a little weird, that kind of behavior? And it's like... Oh because if they go here then that person's going to be there and they're going to have big fat rails. Did is you it guys something
4: check, like that? Yeah. Well yeah did, did, yeah definitely.
2: Did you guys check out the deleted scene that answers that question or not? Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Yeah because there's a the whole scene oh, she, there she where she calls him right or something. Right. She she yeah she calls him and and he you know he's with the dog lady and she gets upset that he's left her with them. Sean so does that's that, what that, yeah. yeah, Sean does. Yeah, and that's what motivates her to to relapse again, which is harrowing and then of course Again, feeling kind of like a made-for-TV movie. It gets into that scene where you know she trips down the stairs, and it it goes yeah. real dark. It, it goes made-for-TV movie dark right there at that moment. Um, and uh, yeah, and then that just kind of spirals them further into total combat shock land, pretty much. I mean,
3: because I guess they don't think. Uh, I mean, I, I you know I I just I can't get into their mind frame, but I guess they didn't even think like, well, let's maybe keep trying to have a family because. You know, we're two healthy adults, sort of, and let's just get pregnant again and have another kid. It's like it's so crushing, you know, uh, like it's so it's a so world ending that they had a miscarriage. But it's like these people aren't good about uh, about picking up the pieces. You know what I mean? So much like they just get devastated and laid flat out. You know, isn't that what happened? I was I was kind of surprised about the enormity that the miscarriage affected them, you know, oh. of how the miscarriage
2: I mean, well, but I it, get it.
3: Yeah,
4: but well, I think it really wrecks her, and then he's kind of—he's just kind of. True.
3: Well, she like more, you know. Yeah, because she feels guilty that it happened. Yeah.
4: yeah, that's a good point. Right, right. They, they both so, have their I don't, respective think it wreck him the same way.
2: Well, there. Well, when he fucks up at the dinner table scene, which we should segue into, there's oh, a right after do. right after he fucks that up. there when they get into that horrible domestic violence scene. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it's either her shouts at him we're even you know or something and they and they sort of one of them shouts at the other like we're even now for the death of the kid and yeah. for fucking up the restaurant yeah. so it's like they both get their separate kind of personal tragedies in that um, yeah let's just take a look at it because I mean probably my favorite scene in, or probably the the most memorable scene right. for a lot of people so. You know?
3: So you know, I was kind of laying this up earlier, and it's just like this is last chance. And there's a great scene that leads up to this where they're coming out of their like real slummy, uh, like rundown, like LA bad neighborhood place, and with the, and they go into like a rented limousine, and they're both dressed up like this, which is just almost absurd. That yeah. it's faking it till you make it all the way. I mean, if you see, if you could see where they these people actually live compared to the way they look, but yeah, anyway. So he blows up. <laughs> He blows up at them. He's just—he's done way too much coke before they went to the restaurant, in the, one, the restaurant yeah, and, in the bathroom of the restaurant, and again in the bathroom. Well, yeah, and I,
4: his neighbors like, here, pop a few lewds before you go. And he's like, no, nah, man. <laughs> so, but then the next scene he's up. like, uh, yeah, he wants to be up. up. I guess, right. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, there's also like, uh, you know, I think in the commentary, James Woods said like his character might not have done the blow had he gotten his table.
3: That's what I said before. No, yeah. he goes. But what happens is he 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 palms greases the palm of the usual maitre d the day before or earlier right. in the day. Right. That guy isn't there, and now he's stuck. in it's not my table, and we're next to the kitchen. And very, uh, no, it ruins everything. It gets him very unstable. And uh, so you can tell that he's on. Um, he's
4: griping at this guy the same way he's griping at Ned in the very beginning of the movie when he's like, you know, about my medical yes. degree and, you know, it's called, well,
3: You know what it is? He's one of those guys who's a total bore and he has a goddamn chip on his shoulder. You know, a lot of alcoholics are like this too, actually. Totally.
2: You know, I'm
3: right. not talking about alcohol, which is, isn't that, is that not the big number one still, you know, of, um, you know, like. Uh,
2: this is a very kind of curb your enthusiasm sort of set piece here. You know, of like not getting yeah, the right yeah. table being the.
3: Oh, I think there is a, a curb with that very thing. Yeah. No, it's just, but but what did it, you know, it's not about the table or even about this dinner. God, it's just, so... he's, so, what's the term? It's like, it's a powder keg and it just takes one little thing to ignite, you know, an inferno Yeah, of raging I, yeah. neurosis. And that's all it was. It was just, it was a trigger. um, There's a great
4: great quote in the beginning of the the commentary where the director said that he's an addiction waiting to happen. Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: Yeah, he's a total mark for for all of this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're getting around the uh the last quarter quarter half quarter hour here. Um. It goes so fast. It really does. Um, It grows up so fast. It's 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 hard to not talk about the uh, behind the scenes scandal of the film uh, you know uh, when 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 this talking is the about TMZ
3: the TMZ part of, of our show
2: <laughs> yeah about the boost but it is Let's interesting it. folklore it is is, it is yeah, interesting. Yeah. so <laughs> re- reading into this uh, basically it it became a big tabloid scandal um at the time uh basically there there were rumors that Sean Young and James Woods were having an, a you know romantic affair during the making of this film but something must have turned sideways because he wound up suing her uh, for purportedly for for like kind of stalking them as a couple, um, uh, James Woods and his and his fiance, and uh, allegedly she left a dismembered doll on the doorstep, beheaded and and covered in iodine, <laughs> and uh, that's what I read. Why iodine? <laughs> I don't know. And. And so then, you know, there it became a legal matter where uh, I, I heard that, you know, uh, Woods' fiance was really behind it uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, you know, filed behind a lawsuit. the lawsuit. No, no, sorry. We behind mean, the lawsuit. Behind the lawsuit. For $6 million, dollars, I think is what it was. And it blew up into this crazy thing. And then there was all these other rumors coming out from the set where, like, you know, Sean, this is really TMZ, but she had, like, glued his member to his, super glued his member to his leg. Did you guys read that? No, this isn't no. breaking news. To uh-huh. you? What during the shoot, yeah, during their alleged how that, affair. How does that just happen? I, I don't know, but it's like take the he's lid passed off, out, like... he's <laughs> napping, he passed out. Oh. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, so the whole thing oh God, like, oh, it's happens. like a
4: post coital gluing,
2: it happens. So the, so the whole thing ballooned <laughs> into this whole lawsuit tabloid thing, oh, and um, Jesus. and uh, I, I just I, I have a clip of, of Sean Young uh on letterman uh basically addressing this as it was hitting like the people magazines of the world and things <laughs> like that so let's take a listen to this so you can hear what really happened what year it. is this 88 or 89 or something like that now what, what is right this around uh, you were in the newspaper for a while and i was never quite sure what the <laughs> essence of it was but i guess it's <laughs> all <laughs> it's all settled now it, it involved you and who
0: who else
1: oh it was inevitable i'd be asked this question right (laughs) well uh, i got sued i got to be introduced to the litigious side of society that Uh, was pretty wild but uh how much
2: were you sued for
1: i think it was six million dollars i tried to like not think about it too much
2: yeah what was uh, the nature of the suit
1: well, they said I left a doll on their doorstep. Now, who, who are they? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Woods. They're married now. James and, Woods, yeah. the actor. Yeah, He yeah. yeah. seems I did. like a very nice guy. He's he been is, on the show. Actually, <laughs> so I, I really don't understand it. I thought, like, when I when it first like the allegations first happened, I thought maybe it was a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was doing his little jokes and thinking it would be funny, and then I realized he was serious. So. I, I haven't spoken to him, and I don't really know. I know I didn't do it, No, so. mm-hmm. Now,
2: wait a minute. Let me get this straight. A doll was placed mm-hmm. on his front porch. Uh-huh.
1: And, and he... then two days later, a note was showed up that said, mm-hmm. I am a friend of Sean Young. She made me do this horrible thing, mm-hmm. leaving this doll on your doorstep. Please, I, I uh, don't he... want anything to do with this. And then, I respect your work. And then it signed a friend of sean young's so all my friends had to be fingerprinted it was really it was really strange it was a strange experience no. but uh yeah i know it's like well anybody can blow anybody can sue Judge anybody. has a
2: seat with us tonight yeah uh, but i don't understand how he feels that the the placement of a Keep doll his on his front porch is worth six million i mean
1: well I, I suppose anybody else might have if it in fact were true the alleged crime were true uh they would take the doll and throw it in the trash can but i i I think you found his favorite. It's well. a
2: good reference to the Boost coming up. Reconciled. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, and now is it? A, um, <laughs>
1: it's been dropped. Yeah. yeah, that's been reconciled. But you,
2: you and he were friends for a while.
1: Well, no, we made this film together. How many people have seen the Boost on video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a real intense. Yeah, film yeah.
3: <laughs> So that was awesome. That was yeah. A great, and and oh, I love oh. this. Spe- was it smattering of applause? Yeah. Woo. Oh, wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, other than the dog, other than the dog pound here. The three. Yeah. Of I wonder,
4: like, what year was Fatal? You know, I was thinking when I was watching. Mm-hmm. It, what year's Fatal Attraction? Is that like eighty seven? Eighty seven
3: or, or, or like? something. Yeah. So
4: I wonder, like, and then Basic Instinct yet. is like kind of soon after that. I'm wondering if like that's maybe mm. part of what's going through her head, or even what's going through the the wife or the the girlfriend, the uh, mm-hmm. the fiance who freaks Indeed. out about it. That there's a little bit of that hysteria over the... You right, uh, boil my
3: rabbit, yeah. Crazy
4: whatever so that woman going to come after me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's a good point. That's actually what it sort of happened. I mean, you know, uh, she was kind of labeled as, you know, trouble, bad news, someone who was difficult to work with. To me, it kind of sounds this was like... Bef- yeah, but this was yeah.
3: also before this actress uh, wore a Catwoman suit, to, on the Joan Rivers show or
2: something, right? To what was petition that? to get the part, she was petitioning to get the part of Catwoman, but Michelle Pfeiffer got that it. That was
4: at, on the Joan Rivers shows after they already had not given her the part exactly. Kind of that's going on, that's not a good like, way you to really uh, messed up. You could have had this, but I instead, know you got I, that I, old Michelle. Pfeiffer. I'm just
3: saying that's not a very good sign <laughs> of a really grounded
2: person in general. Well, for Sean Young. I think she's just like you know, for the most for the most part. I mean, she looks you know, she seems pretty you know, straightforward on that Letterman clip. I I think she's eccentric. My my take is that they were flirting. Maybe it became an affair, and then I think there's oh, a lot definitely. of practical, a lot of practical jokes going on maybe between them. A lot of high like the uh, maybe crazy glue, genitals. crazy glue, <laughs> crazy glue. Uh, like like I said, it happens. it happens. Headless doll on the uh, doorstep. But one All thing good I just. Fun. One thing I want to do, and then we can get out of the TMZ gutter here, is uh, I noticed it was hard to it was hard not to notice this while listening to the audio commentary. Is obviously you know the lawsuit was settled you know ages uh, ago, but James Woods seems like he's either still in love with Sean Young or he's trying to not upset Sean Young right. because he went out of his way, down boy. <laughs> he went out of yeah. his way. Whoa! To, <laughs> this is yeah, this is yeah.
3: You're right. This is 15 years later after the boost on an uh, audio commentary on the DVD. Uh,
2: here we go. So 15 these are my, years. These are my highlights from the commentary of of him uh, glowing. About 40 minutes. Yeah. Here we go.
0: One of the true great beauties in life. She's a truly extraordinarily beautiful woman. When you look at how beautiful uh, she is physically, and how to put this any other way, this is a fun scene to shoot. This is great. And, I don't, I don't know, it's just uh, what you see is what you get here. It's like, you know, this, this, is, this is one of the reasons you live to be an actor right here. Aside from her extraordinary physical beauty and her kind of ease in front Yikes. of the camera, uh, Sean has a remarkable voice, uh, a very soft, tender voice. Sean can wear clothes better than any woman on earth. This costume on uh, Sean, by the way, is uh, one of Susie's great. I mean, she just wears it like, you know, she's has like this sort of elfin quality that, you, you know, you think of uh, okay. as an Audrey Hepburn or, you know, the elegance and simple sophistication of her grace. Audrey Hepburn. She she, uh, she wears these kinds of things so well and can look so elegant and wonderful. She has such a sort of regal elegance to her. And I mean, and because she is so beautiful. It was great to work with. She had just an extraordinary minutes. sort of quiet <laughs> presence and, and warmth, and <laughs> kidding, and you really too. believed the love. You know, I I always felt that she don't, was, kill, uh, me, very, yeah, don't kill me, Sean. Yeah, don't kill me, Sean. emotionally and uh, in her heart and with her talent in, in these scenes, and it was very compelling. To, to I have with. so much respect Sean for her looks like. as a human. And, <laughs> this is not so what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, pages of Vogue. So you take uh, a beauty like her. You don't have to overdo it. Simple black string of pearls. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's more. You cut that down. Yeah, there's more to you. do.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, you missed can, my favorite <laughs> one. You missed oh, my talk. over my but,
2: favorite one. Oh, Por- oh, porcelain I know, skin. I back
3: because I I know oh, for a man. fact that you cut
0: that down, Evan. One of the I there's did more. I did. Hold well, on. Oh, you ahead, talked sorry.
2: over my favorite one. Here's my favorite I'm one. I'm
0: sorry. Go. No. So porcelain skin. What can I say? I'd be lucky she is a beauty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like a like a doll. No, no, seriously, you can cut some of my favorite stuff down i think you're gonna be a completist but there's more
2: no there is i just cut it
3: down so what is going on like uh this is germane to the boost not tangentially they're the leads of the film and um my theory maybe we'll just do a round table of theories they did sleep together totally and um uh they got they both caught feelings and they're both crazy people he's crazy Mm -hmm. in his james wood's way and she's crazy in her way and um and, and 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 it was just uh, a match made in hell and it was impossible and he probably just wanted to maybe at the end of the day have like a, a comfortable boring wife and not have this incredibly frenetic crazy you know amor food right yeah Mark? fire and
4: fire there's a fire yeah, right. sure. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. so
3: so 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 because that's longing because w- someone described to me this commentary of him uh you know like whoa down boy and and that it was sort of like damage control like being nice to her but <laughs> That guy, you know, you know what it's like? It's like the the commentary, the, the the tech is like, "Hello." Like, you know, like like he just starts like doing 10 minutes of like, "You know what I love? Like her scent. Like her hair. I still can smell it." You know what I mean? Like, like it's like they had to keep rolling back the recording. Like like he gets he gets fucking lost in his thoughts.
4: Lost in the sauce. So, yeah
3: lost his thoughts a, you know, like, he just gets so upset. he's hypnotized by her sorry, it, yeah.
2: it is it, it is a great tangential thing to this whole saga of this movie uh and yeah. the tabloid you know fodder that this movie became but sure, yeah. the, the, but the thing is that like yeah there's definitely a fire there um i think it's genuine and i from what i remember from reading about it uh james woods i mean he was engaged at the time and that marriage didn't go anywhere i think they were only married for like four months you know, so that kind of mm-hmm. adds a little other conspiracy theory to it. But I, my, 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 sort of fan fiction thing on this, on this whole thing is that, you know, James Woods politics and his behavior on Twitter is well documented. You know, and you know, uh, and Sean Young is a chemtrails believer. You know, and she, you know, James too, Woods, thought, yeah.
4: he thinks that he was on the uh, rehearsal flight for nine yeah, eleven. Right, yeah. <laughs> he well, right, it might have been. It's, it's
3: not impossible. <laughs> so, no, but she's, wait, wait. she's also. She got pretty chemtrails too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So she's all chemtrails, and he's, you know, James Woods. I think they're a match made in heaven. I think they are. I think they're meant for each other. And I think it'd be great if they just finally. Why
3: don't we? Why don't we say it. it right now? You know, with our millions of followers here, like uh, somebody contact James and Sean. Just say, guys, get have lunch. Just try to try to see if there's that's still there. We okay. want them together again. <laughs> exactly. That's what this, this is all about. <clears throat>
4: You know, yeah, make them together again.
3: Have, have, have coffee. <laughs> that would be you know? awesome.
4: Yeah, would I'd be love amazing. that. You please, know? please do
3: it. I know. So we've got the uh, four-minute shot clock here. And um, can gosh, we talk about, is there any? Uh, yeah, yeah. Please. Well, can, can we talk I, about the... We've left a lot of coke on the carpet, so to speak. Hold on. We about coke.
4: Oh, the carpet farming moment. Well, that's oh, why God. I said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the true that's... great see in oh,
2: life. Sorry. Is a true... You want to sure, see it? Sure,
4: sure. You just it's want funny. to watch that yeah, again? I've heard this story uh, before. Uh, Audrey Hepburn. People... Black farming. dress
3: and white pearls.
4: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, so... so This is like a thing that... I think Boogie Nights references
3: this scene, by the way. There's some line in Boogie Nights, like, you know when that coke fell on the carpet? There's all that carpet and the coke, you know? I guess it's a thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Car- I've heard
4: that with crackheads, too. Carpet. Like, I uh, smoke crack and then just spend the rest of the time looking in the carpet for pieces that you dropped, you know? Or like, oh, yeah, microfiber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. It's carpet farming, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're having
2: a blast. They're having a fucking blast yeah. making this movie.
3: This is the most um, unbearable scene, because she's screaming at him, and he's, like, fiending.
2: Um Ooh, nice um, cut! Um, yeah. Um, okay. There's, one a, thing. there's a
4: nice detail at the very end. Sorry. Oh, Evan, did you go? Do you want to go? Some, yeah. Yeah. I, I
2: I just want to have one thing I want to touch on just that uh, real fast is can we please talk about this guy please?
4: Uh, I got your ludes.
2: Oh, Mark the screenwriter, dude.
3: <laughs> we should have opened
4: with Mark the screenwriter. I love Mark the
3: screenwriter. He, he reminded me a little bit about uh, of um oh fuck what is it uh, the 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 um, the the Stiller film about uh, coke addiction, the Jerry Stall.
4: Oh oh film. Uh, what,
3: oh! Permanent vacation. Uh, Permanent, Permanent. Permanent. Midnight. midnight. Yeah, yeah. No, Just that whole like screenwriter cocaine Redder. thing. Yeah. You know, the guy that
4: writes for Alf. Yeah, it's heroin, and it's the guy that writes for Alf.
1: Just that, right, okay, but, uh, right,
3: sorry that, that trope of like drug addicted in Hollywood, like out of work screenwriter. Yes, Mark yeah. fucking rules. I I, uh, I you just know what love, I want. I want Mark's script. I
4: want to know what his script was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mark months. gets successful and he's like, fuck you. Like he's pissed. I, I sold I, my I'm, script. i pissed at Mark that Mark sold his script. He's like, fuck you, man. Fuck Mark. It's the, it's yeah. the ultimate yeah. kick no, in
2: don't. the nuts for, for, it's ultimate kick in the nuts for yeah. James Woods' characters. Yeah. Like,
3: hey, I sold and my James script. James Woods is like, He's like, yeah, I can't go to Musso and Franks with you, Mark, the screenwriter. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm working. Yeah. I, I'm working. I got to go upstairs. got to go over my charts on the wall. No, no. It's, it's such an amazing um, like detail. detail. I'll take
2: your girlfriend. I'll take your I girlfriend. I want a lot more of
3: that part of the movie. A lot no, more it of Mark. It's such an amazing
2: detail him up to have. Put him on the amazing... screen. Uh, it's such an amazing
4: I got your ludes.
2: Mark. It's such an amazing detail this. that uh, I did. It's all it's jaundiced
4: <clears throat> and sweaty.
2: No, it's uh, such an amazing it, detail to have your drug dealer be the guy that you know is like more successful than you. You know, like that—that's yeah. a oh, good kick in the nuts. Yeah. yeah, Um I, 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 I gotta get
4: in my my the last detail I noticed. I didn't see if they mentioned right. this in the commentary, but um, the very the last shot of the movie or the second last shot of the movie is a is Don uh, Pablo Picasso's Don Quixote is on the wall of his apartment, and I was thinking about that—that was intentionally put there because it's like. Don Quixote is fighting like imaginary dragons, right? Slaying the dragon or whatever, you know. He's fighting these, but he's really fighting a windmill. He's fighting himself. So I thought that yeah, was like yeah. a symbolic moment that they they definitely put. This film has like artistic, you know, ambition or whatever, and so I thought sure. that they put it in there as like a little nod to like James or Lenny fighting his inner demons, you know.
3: I did not pick up on that. Um, so, quick, so, so, so the quick shout outs, your favorite person is Mark, the screenwriter. My favorite people are the, are the town, the towny normies. <laughs> they fucking rule at the lunch at McDonald's
4: smoking crap. Why I didn't we pull that scene? Uh, what at, happened to the dog? The dog just disappeared. Both dogs. Lost. Oh yeah. yeah. That's never see him again. Well,
3: yeah. that was Both it. Uh, <laughs> good times guys. I love this movie. It just feel good. Uh, watch it. If you haven't seen it in a while, Oh, I've they didn't close
4: it? the loop either. You know, he doesn't die. He doesn't recover. You know what I mean?
2: That's true. It just the ends with a yeah. bummer. Good point. Great bummer ending. The bold All right. Ending. Yeah. Unhappy and ending. That's
4: that's gonna
3: do it. And here's our uh, happy ending.
2: Yeah. <laughs> next, week, the boost. next week, guys. The yeah. boost. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, next week. <laughs> that was one fucking hour on the boost. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already to whatever you're listening to this show on. Uh, next week, I have picked and uh, uh, Don Coscarelli's Phantasm, everyone. Uh, so Fantastic. I think truly an amazing piece of art <laughs> that um, the neckbeards don't quite understand. So I think we're going to get into that no, and it's, why it's...
3: We need to have a reevaluation because for me, that is a um, Uriah Heep album cover... Made yes. for like, uh, you know, five grand. You know, Yeah. <laughs> that's that's ultimate shit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, totally. A great album cover made for like a couple grand. Come and, to life. and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Very it, special. It re- so yeah, we'll dig yeah.
2: in. We will dig in. So uh, yeah, join us next week. We're going to get right into it with Phantasm. One fucking hour on Phantasm. Uh, Alright guys, thanks for listening. And now for your moment of zen. Take it away. See you later.
0: We are gonna fly to fabulous Las Vegas for Steve Martin's Midnight Show.
2: Well, excuse me. Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs>